0: Hello and welcome to the Beyond Borders podcast, the podcast that explores topics related to international trade. This podcast is brought to you by Buckland. For over 70 years, Buckland has been working to help companies across the world experience global trade in a better way. As a customer-focused company, we provide you with a single source of unmatched customs brokerage, trade-managed solutions, freight forwarding, trade technologies, and warehousing and distribution services. I'm your host, Jenny Kaus, Corporate Marketing Manager here at Buckland, and today I am speaking with our guest, Kelly Denias. As Buckland's senior customer service administrator, Kelly works closely with our clients to ensure a great experience. Kelly holds her certified custom specialist designation and has been with Buckland for nine years. Welcome back to the podcast, Kelly. Thank you so much for joining me once again.
1: Thank you for having me, Jenny, and welcome, everybody.
0: So you've been a guest a couple times and and taught us about all sorts of things. Uh, but today, specifically, you are here to talk about a power of attorney, or as it's commonly known, a POA. So let's get started. Let's right at the basics. Can you explain what a POA is? Absolutely. So a POA is also known as a power of attorney. It's a legal document. It
1: allows a customs broker to conduct business with U.S. Customs and Border Protection on behalf of an importer. I like to refer to it basically as a permission slip. Ah. You are going to authorize it to us, and then we are going to go ahead and do business with customs on your behalf. But without it, we cannot do that. So basically, it is a permission slip, but it is in the form of a legal document.
0: That's a really good analogy, and I think that kind of... It speaks to what it gives a broker the ability to do. So that's a that's a good explanation and an even better analogy. I like that one. I think I'm going to use that. So what does the POA kind of outline? Like what is what does that entail? The
1: POA outlines the terms and conditions of service, and it ensures that both parties are clear in the terms doing business together. A customs broker
0: cannot legally act on behalf of the importer without a properly completed POA. Ah, okay, great. Thank you. I know that because of the nature of what you do and how you get our clients kind of set up and going, you have a ton of experience with getting these POAs uh, it's not like set up, filled out uh, as part of that ongoing kind of onboarding process with clients. With that, I'm sure that you've come across maybe some best practices and tips uh, in your experience. Do you have some that you could maybe share with our listeners? For sure. So. One of the top things I'd like to say is make sure your documents filled out correctly. If you
1: don't know, don't be afraid to ask. We're here to help. Um, You know, make sure you have correct signing officers and things like that. That's an important one. The signing officers must be authorized within the company. So they have to be what we call binded. They have to have authorization. And those are usually what we call your corporate officers. They're your president, vice president, CEO, CFO, secretary, treasurer, parties like that. In Mexico, there are a few additional. We can use the director or the legal representative. But again, they're going to have to have authority
0: to sign on behalf of the company and proper notarized documentation. Great. Okay, that's a good clarification and helps us kind of understand who that person has to be that's going to be signing this. Because I know that's a question that comes up quite frequently. And you'd want to be sure you've got the great, per, the right person for that so that you don't have any holdups because of having the wrong person sign. So that's a good one. Any other tips? Multiple locations, multiple POAs. That comes up a lot. We have many customers that come
1: to us and say, you know, I have plants all over the U.S. or all over Mexico. Do I need to do a different document or can I just throw them all together? Each location requires its own POA since each address will
0: have a different IRS or customs assigned number. Mm, okay, well, that's good to know. Because I can see if you had, you know, one company, but multiple locations, you might think that one can just cover you off. Right.
1: There is an addendum, I mean, something we could do to help you with that if you had, you know, a bunch of them. But again, you're going to want to reach out prior because again, it has to be a specific listing, each location, each number, and it is essentially almost its own POA for every single location.
0: Okay, great. Thank you, and that's a that's a good clarification because I, I got to be honest, my first instinct in looking at that, I would just assume one covered it. So that's a good one to know, and that's a great tip. Um, okay, any other ones?
1: On the second line of our power of attorney, there's a, and it's actually in just about every company's power of attorney, it's spelled out the same way. It says doing business as a, and most people put in their business name again. Uh, That line is actually going to match the boxes at the top right corner. So that's going to be your corporation, your partnership, your actual entity type. So you want that field to match the box that you checked off at the top of the page on page one. You don't want to actually include your business name again, or even your DVA name. We see that a lot. So maybe you're doing business as something else, you know, don't put that in there. It's just going to be a repeat
0: of your entity type. Gotcha. I would have definitely not got that one either. So that's a really good tip. And I think for anyone listening, that could definitely be something that they could uh, keep in mind when they're doing this. So that's great. Um, And there's so many businesses as well that are registered with one name and doing business on other, you know, with another name. So I can see how this one would come up quite a bit. What else you got? Page two. A lot of people have questions about page two, and it's called the corporate
1: certification or an individual or partnership certification. It's important that on page two, with power of attorney is correctly filled out. We do have a template we can send you or a sample to help with, you know, the directions and instructions. But on page two, you're going to have a different corporate officer complete that and sign it. And it's going to be different than the party who signed page one because basically they are authorizing and saying, yes, the person who signed page one absolutely had authority to do so. They're basically confirming, you know, that that party was okay to do it. So one other thing I want to mention to you is if you are located or your business, I should say, your entity is located in the U.S. or maybe your sole proprietor, you do not have to complete page two. Oh. So if you are located, as you know, you're a non-U.S. resident,
0: it must be done, but if you are not, you are here in the US, page two is not required. Oh, that's a good distinction to make. and you certainly wouldn't want to miss a page or do a page that you don't have to. So that's a right for sure. A good one to make. Anything else you can think of. The grad
1: and the corporate officer, like we said, must be different people. So the corporation wow. or corporate certification on page two must be completed again by that signing officer other than the one on POA, you know, who signed page one. So that's something, like I said, that's a big one. We get a lot of people to say, oh, you know, we're just going to have the same person fill it out all the way across. And we really, you know, try to stress that page two corporate cert has got to be that other party.
0: Okay, great. Well, that's a good tip as well. Are there any more you can think of? Any final tips that you could offer with the POA?
1: Initial where required. So um, page four specifically of the Buckland POA, we have a spot in the bottom right corner, but we ask for initials. And that's basically acknowledging our terms and conditions. It's important that the signing officer completing the POA actually initials all the noted locations, indicating that you've
0: read and you understand each portion of the POA. Oh, that's a really good distinction. Thank you so much for those tips. I really appreciate it. Um, as well, I should mention, if this is something that you know, you're hearing this information and you would like to have this information for you to access, please check the show notes. Uh, We do have this in the form of a learning guide as well to give you all of these information kind of in a a form that you could print it out, uh, keep it at your desk, keep it on your computer. It's all laid out in a document um, and it's under the learning guide section of our website. But I'll definitely link up to that in the show notes so that you're able to access that. Um, So that would be, I think, great to have all those tips just in that form. So Kelly, if... If after listening to this, people have any questions about filling out a POA or anything else, what do you recommend that they do?
1: I would encourage them to reach out to Buckland's Customer Service Group. We can be reached
0: at csagroup at buckland.com if they have any questions at all. That's good advice. And once again, that's CSA group at buckland.com. If you have any questions, our customer service group is there and ready to take your request and help you out. So please do reach out. Kelly, thank you so much for walking us through some of those tips on how to accurately complete a POA. I know that's going to be a time saver for a lot of people. Thank you so much for having me. And that's the Beyond Borders podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to our guest, Kelly Denais, for joining us and for sharing your expertise. If you're looking for more resources related to international trade, check out Buckland.com and click on the learning section across the top of the website. Here you'll find a range of resources, including learning guides, webinars, and podcasts. Our downloadable learning guides include Incoterms charts, common trade terminology, how to avoid border delays and more. We also host live monthly webinars and invite you to sign up online to secure your spot for an informative presentation followed by a live Q&A session. The best way to stay up to date on all of these resources is through our weekly newsletter. We send out a newsletter every Wednesday containing our latest resources as well as a roundup of the latest trade news delivered straight to your inbox. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us through our website's contact us page, through Twitter, where our handle is at Buckland Tweets, on our LinkedIn company page, or on Instagram at Buckland Insta. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Borders podcast, and be sure to tune in again and subscribe for more great conversations about importing, exporting, and everything else in the world of logistics and international trade.